Welcome to Chasing the Upside, conversations about living the FPL life. One quarter of the FPL boys, Akash, welcome to Chasing the Upside. How are you? I'm good, Ben. How are you? Thank you for inviting me here. Absolute pleasure. No, it's my pleasure and I'm well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to the conversation about all things FPL. Same here. So let's go back to the start. Uh, Where did it start for you uh, with FPL? So for me, uh, with FPL started back in 2016. Um, it was when I was in the fourth year of my engineering. And uh, I used to watch football regularly since my first year in regular, in engineering. So in the fourth year, I started realizing that a few of my friends were really getting very competitive about who is going to take the penalties and who is scoring and who is assisting. And I asked them that what, what is it about because... Before that, it was only about Manchester United and Arsenal and winning and losing. It wasn't about who is scoring and who is assisting and all that. And that's when they told me that they are playing a game called FPL where the person who scores the goal, the person who assists, the team who keeps the clean sheet, it all matters to them. And then I thought that because I'm, you know, regularly watching football and it, you know, it excites you even more. Earlier, I didn't used to, you know, watch the Burnley games or... At that time, there were Southampton games and all that. But because of FPL, I started watching all the 10 games. I started following all the other teams, which in turn, you know, it taught me a lot of things about football and it made it a little more exciting as well. So that's how it started FPL. Then about the FPL boys, how we started as a group was, again, going back to 2016, we had a WhatsApp group called Manchester United India. So this was formed by uh, the admin of Manchester United support group of India. And he, at, that, at that time, I think there were only 50 to 60 people allowed in the WhatsApp group. So he let us, let us all in. He, and I think there were 60 of us who were in the group. And uh, now it has grown to 250 people in the same group. And amongst the group, we started playing FPL. And um, some of us became very close. Uh, and some of us were really interested in FPL and that's when we decided the four of us, the FPL boys, so to form this group and because one of our friends, Aviral, he's in uh, Chicago right now and he performed really well. He got a overall rank of 295 followed by 10,000 ranks. I got a 10,000 rank followed by 18,000 ranks. The other two boys did well as well. That's when we decided to just, you know, form a group and give it back to the community as well, help the community as well. And uh, we got inspiration from uh, FPL Wire, Late Riser. Um, I, I had gone to one FPL meet in Bombay when I met, met Pranil uh, personally. And that's when he told me that if you want to do something, just start doing it and then rest will fall into place. And that's how we started, uh, you know, making content from FPL Boys. And I think uh, in the next three days, we are going to be two years old. And all is well. I think we are uh, op- uh, approximately around 40,000 right now. So it's, it's been good. It's, it's been a good journey. Yeah. Well, that's an incredible achievement in two years. Um, I suppose the next question is, is you mentioned that all four of you at different times have had brilliant ranks. During your discussions, during your YouTube channels, during, um, you know, when you're putting together the help desk threads and are there 
are there disagreements about certain things? Because the wonderful thing from my point of view about FPL is there's multiple ways to skin a cat. There's multiple ways to get a good rank. Yeah. How do you go about those disagreements if there are any? So we have agreed to a strategy and it's very important to agree to a strategy if there are multiple owners of the CM account, right? And what we have agreed to is that there will be some sections of the thread that will be written by me, that will be owned by me. Because in the last three, four years, based on my record, how have I performed in that particular aspect of the thread? There will be some aspects of the thread owned by some other person based on his record and based on what he does well on, on those aspects of the thread. So basically, if you see about the captaincy, so I'm the one who decides the captaincy every week. We have now made a matrix. I, I uh, invented the matrix thing and I shared it. I discussed it with other boys as well. And they also agreed that it's the right way to, you know, decide the captaincy. So captaincy is now completely owned by me. Then about the suggestions, players, suggestions, the eye test. So we have uh, up, um, my uh, friend called Ramu, he's in UK. He's also a part of FPL boys. He watches each and every game, each and every minute. If he misses the game as well, he watches the replay, not the highlights. He watches the replay. So all the eye test of all the players is being done by him. So whenever we decide who did, which player caught your eye the most, that's coming from Ramu because he is watching all the games. I watch mostly the highlights and the Manchester United games. I don't watch uh, any other games. Also, I watch the uh, game of my captain. So I watch that. Then uh, Aviral is the one who writes about, you know, the matchups. So he uh, watches the... Uh, games and he he knows which team concedes concedes a goal from which angles and which sides, so he does the matchups thing. So when there is a trend towards like a Rashford, so he's the one telling us that trend is not that good in defending. So Rashford has a good chance of scoring, and Liverpool have considered the most chances from that side. So that's how we have decided uh, and divided the you know the thread aspects, and that's why there are no. There are disagreements sometimes because sometimes my captaincy choices are a little weird or are a little too differential. Like I captained Bruno last last week and it burnt me like hell. <laughs> but that's when there was there were a lot of disagreements. People were uh, Aviral and uh, Aditya were telling me that no, don't go with Bruno. Manchester United aren't playing well. But then I I still went with went ahead with them because the final word has to be mine. Because if there are disagreements, the particular owner of that aspect has the final word so it was my final word but it didn't go well but then that's life i think yeah but that makes perfect sense how how you arrange everything and having that accountability is is obviously completely key isn't it i suppose yeah. Yeah. um so you did you did mention about um the threads um and i think one of the fascinating things about following you following you and the boys on X is your help desk thread, which is incredibly informative. And you, you talked a bit about the process there. Um, how how much time does that take up between the between the four of you? Do you start working on it um, during the week uh, as soon as the previous game week is finished, or is it, or are you sort of collating the information and then, you know, blitzing it at the very end? Um, yeah, how talk us through that process of, of putting it together. Sure. So we actually start doing it on the last game week, on the last day of the game week. So basically, if the game week starts from a Friday night and the last game is played on Saturday night, 
So we'll start planning about the next game week from Sunday onwards, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, based on the timelines. Now, because game week 23 timeline was very small, like we had just three days to prepare everything. Before this, we had 14 days to prepare for game week 22 because of the large gap that we had between game week 21 and 22. So that time we had a proper strategy about what we are going to do on which day and how we are going to collect all the information from who is going to watch the games again so that we give the correct information to everyone. But on a regular game week, if it's starting on a Friday night or a Saturday evening and ending on Sunday, like usual game weeks, then we start doing it on Sunday night after the games are finished. Monday we start and uh, we go through FPRF and we start uh, publishing the stats and mostly we ask the questions because the most important part of health test is knowing what people want to read and what dilemma they have and people have the most important dilemma or the most important questions right when the game week the previous game week is ending so you must have seen on our twitter handles on our x handles as well that whenever the game week ends within an hour we post whatever question you have for the next game week just share that with us because that is the time when the people are most vulnerable they are because they might have been burnt or they might have not had a good game week or they might have had a brilliant game week and they might be planning key they might be planning what next so that's the time when the people are the most vulnerable and that's when most of the questions come in from uh, from them to us and then we have a period of two to three days wherein we divide and finalize all the themes of the help desk that i think if there are 40 comments and 10 of those comments are about maybe chip strategies or maybe if uh, we want to bring in Highland, who do we kick out? Who do we move out Watkins or Solanke? So this is a theme. So we shortlist these themes based on how many comments, how many people are asking the same questions. And then we decide which are the top six to seven questions that are asked by the team, by, by the managers on Twitter. And then we divide it amongst ourselves that you write these two, I'll write these two. So that thread is mostly ready by Wednesday night and then we publish it on Thursday. What's going on at the moment in terms of um, what what I'm calling and what most people are calling Walkergate, which is really, I think, I mean, I, I try and keep out of X. I, I use it for information only, really. Um, but I think what you said there is is quite apt about what's going on at the moment. And for the people that don't know, this this you know this will be going out round about the same time that you know all this. Um, is going on with uh, Mark from Black Box basically taking a break from X because of the abuse he's getting, which is ridiculous. Obviously, that goes without saying. Have you have you had any experience of seeing the the negative side? I suppose from X. Luckily, we haven't. Okay. I mean, when there are so many followers so many people following you and you know the community is increasing there are going to be hate comments that are going to come in and we as you know individuals or personal people as we are we get it's a human tendency to get affected by those hate comments hate remarks or whatever sometimes our captaincy doesn't work sometimes our recommendation doesn't work so since last year there have been occasions when some of the game weeks have been terrible. Whatever recommendations we gave, it has been the exact opposite. So that's when some of the hate comments had come in. But we decided this when we were going to, you know, start making content that 
one thing is for sure that we won't be affected by whatever comments come in. If there is a good feedback that is being given by the community or being said, yes, that's when we will take the feedback. We will make the changes. We'll adjust whatever content we are making. Feedbacks are very well appreciated and very well, you know, we take feedbacks. But when there are only hate comments coming in, we for we are united in that. That most if if we know that if maybe say like we didn't do well and like the remarks are starting to come in, we what we do usually is we just mute the conversation so that we don't even read the you know the hate comments that are coming in. So that has helped a lot. But because there are four of us, so the tendency to affect the four of us is a little less because it's being divided by the four of us. So, but I understand what happened to Mark. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, a very pleasant experience. And as content creators, you, you know, you get a little worried that there might be a day when what Mark faced like yesterday or day before yesterday, you might face the same thing at some point of time as well. And that's where I think it's very important to be connected with the community, to be very uh, important to, you know, have day-to-day conversations. I think some of the content creators, they just post the content and that's it. They don't converse with the community. It's very important to have conversations with the community. That's when they think that, yeah, he is also a part of the community. He's also one of us. He's not someone special or some, you know, he's not given a, a different stature as, as per se. So that's something that I think because of which people, we haven't received a lot of hatred from the community because we have, you know, invited conversations. We reply to most of the comments that come to our threads and all that. So, so yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, just before moving on, I think in some ways, Mark and people that do really engage with the community are sometimes um, they put themselves in a worse position because of that. They're, they're trying to do the right thing. You know, anybody that knows anything about FPL knows that kind of Mark is the sort of the godfather of what we're godfather. experiencing now. Um, and it's just such a shame that, you know, interacting and being part of the community actually, um, yeah, it sort of puts him uh, in a worse position because obviously it shouldn't be that way. But yeah, good to hear that. Um, firstly, that there's four of you. So if you do get those stupid comments, um, there's four of you to take uh, there, you know, yeah. there's four of you to take the the, the pressure there um and also muting the conversation because if you know if you if people can't say anything nice they shouldn't say anything at all should they but uh yeah good to hear good to hear um in terms of your individual strategy for being an fpl manager do you have any um principles that you try to stick to uh playing the game so i had this thing that um I always follow and now because there are so many content being floated around people get influenced by our content we also get influenced by some of the you know good content creators that there are on the community right so we read almost all the content that is coming on twitter and it's human tendency to get influenced by them but what i generally do is i trust my own instinct and that's why when we post the deadline day post as well which is going to come tomorrow you will see that we put it on the headlines as well always trust your own instinct Pranil told this to me when we met in the uh, FPL meet that if you are bringing in a player on someone else's recommendation and that player does well, you'll be happy. But if you bring in a player that you thought would do well and that player does well, you'll be more happy. 
will be extra happy as compared to when you bring in a player based on someone else's recommendation the other side to this is again that's that's that that i think is more important when a, when we bring in a player and that doesn't do well based on others recommendation we feel very bad but when we bring in a player based on our own instinct we don't feel that bad because it's our own decision we didn't get influenced by anyone so that's something that i follow and i always preach that that always follow your own instinct whatever you do whatever you do you read everything because there is so much information you need to read every everything you need to be informed about each and everything that's going to happen each and every stat that's there you need to take that all in but the final decision has to be always yours don't you know depend on any other person before pressing that button that maybe when the fpl boys tell us yes make this transfer i'll do that no that's not how it works at least for me what i do is what i know maybe based on i test and sometimes i use an analytics bit as well but mostly i trust my i test only and based on that i make the transfers so you lean on the i test more than the analytics um more than the analytics, okay yeah. and 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 is that the same for the other fpl boys um, uh, no. okay there are two of us that trust the i test more there are two of us that are only dependent on analytics so that's why whatever we produce is a mixture of it's, it's a combination of the i test and the analytics bit as well so two of them are there who only depend on stats that that maybe liverpool is considering most of their chances from the right 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 flank united are scoring most of their chances from their left flank so that's the right matchup so it, it's going to be a great game for ashford so two of the boys depend only on that while for me if i see bruno played really well in the last game and he took great positions i'll be the first one to recommend bruno because i saw what bruno did the last game so that's when both our you know recommendations combine and then we uh, recommend the players that makes sense yeah. do you feel that you have a better handle on united players because you just you just watch them more and if you're an i test manager you're picking up things because you're watching them so much um and you'll be able to tell if it's you know for instance if bruno has a good game you'll be able to say if that's representative of his form at the moment or it's an outlier so do you think you have a better ha- a much better handle on united or you know those those teams that you watch far more regularly because you are an i test manager yeah for me personally i think i have a more you know a good handle on united manchester city spurs and arsenal these and liverpool of course so these five teams i watch regularly why because united i follow i watch all their games liverpool city it changes based on my captaincy on the fpl league so if i have captain salah i will watch all liverpool games if i have captain haland i will watch all their games nowadays i have been captaining saw on madison as well so i watch spurs game on and off as well plus they are playing great game they are playing great attacking football so i love watching spurs as well so these four five teams i know i have a better command than the other three but then uh, there is ramu who stays in brighton in uk he loves watching brighton then he loves watching burnley as well so those are the teams that ramu loves so he watches all their games so those if we want a recommendation from those teams i go first to ramu i ask him that based on your whatever you watched which are the players that you think will do well which are which are the players you think are in get up in you know a great position or 
are in a better form or something like that. So, so yeah. Again, you've got all everything covered between the four of you. That that again, that that's that's the theme. That's that's the thread, isn't it? If you yeah. can't do something or you don't have the info, the other three will. <laughs> which is yes. which is great which is nice if you're if you're following um yourselves on x and you're sort of taking your information and potentially that informs your decisions that, that's a good thing that you've got everything covered um definitely do you think um this is something that i've been sort of mulling over for the last <laughs> few weeks because Every game week, because of the amount of content there is, the amount of information there is, there's so much drama that goes into every single week and every single pick within that week that I think that you can, as FPL managers, you can catastrophize so much that every single decision is so important. And of course, you know, there's the important decisions during the season. But do you think there's such thing as a season defying decision i think the only season defying defining uh, decisions they are mostly the game weeks that we use the chips that we have for it like whenever we have a double game week we use the bench boost or maybe a triple captain those are the game weeks when your decision has to be perfect because those are the game weeks you cover all the ranks that you have lost in the maybe the last 10 weeks. I have had seasons where my bench boost had got like 160 points on a season. And I covered all the ranks lost in the last 10 weeks. So maybe maybe I you know I got a advantage as well. So those are the season defining moments for me. Apart from that, I don't think like one game week will affect that you know the season a lot because there are 38 game weeks. So there is a lot of time to cover up. There is a lot of time to make up for the ground loss. But the game weeks that you use your free hit, the game weeks that you use your triple captain, your bench boost, are the game weeks you need to be spot on. You need to plan properly because those are the game weeks where those are the season-defining moments, as you say. Where do you think um, your edges over other FPL managers, whether that be uh, potentially the boys that you're in a group with, uh, but also you've you've also um, you're competing against ten million other managers. So where would you say if you had to put, um, yeah, if you had to decide on where your edge is, where do, where do you think you have an edge on other people? On other people, as in content creators, or on other people, as in uh, the managers that yeah, we just just with. general FPL managers, yeah. Yeah. So the the greatest advantage that we have is that we are the ones who are creating the content. We are the ones who are recommending players. We are the ones who are doing the hard work and, you know, watching every game, watching every stat, watching every matchups. So we know our thing well. We know which player is going to haul, which player is not going to haul. Maybe that player doesn't haul in that game week, but his stats have been good. We know that because of our experience in the last 10 years that we have been playing FPS, if we have made a move, we have to be patient with that. There are people who are very impatient. They make a move, that player doesn't haul, that player blanks, people remove that player right away. That's not how FPL works. You have to give a player three to four weeks for him to return and give it back to you. And these are the things that we think we have an advantage over other people who don't understand these small things that matter. 
when i didn't i wasn't making the content i was a person who used to take a lot of hits but when i started making the content i started creating the content i started engaging with people i realized that there are that there is a lot of minus force that i wasted that i could have actually saved upon and it would have helped my rank at the end and that's how we also now recommend people to not take that much hits people feel that they can take minus 4 every week it's just four points that it doesn't matter but taking minus 4 points for 20 game weeks you've lost 80 points and out of that those players maybe you're removing that player that you brought in on a minus 4 in maybe one or two weeks and then the third week is when he falls so it's not benefiting you either way you're taking a minus 4 that player isn't howling for you you get very impatient so i think patience is one more information is the other thing that is that i think we as fpl managers we as fpl boys have an edge over other managers other 10 million managers that are playing the game i always find hits interesting to talk about because as as you say when you start <clears throat> i know i know when i first started i thought four points for a transfer that's nothing like absolutely yeah. do that because the person that i'm going to bring in is going to get two goals one assist mm-hmm. and then you realize that so much of fpl is um the small incremental things over the season rather than the huge exactly. the huge things and then like you said earlier really taking advantage of the schedule um and and chip management and chip strategy um yeah so this may be an impossible question because i know every season is different but is there a range of how many hits that you take generally per per season so it depends like the number of hits that we took in the covid season was more than the number of hits that we took in other seasons why because it was impossible to predict which games would go on which games would not go on yes we got two free hits in that season but we wanted to save the chips for the right moment for the right game weeks so we took a lot of hits during the covid season i think we took around 10 to 12 hits that that season on an average i think we stop ourselves now after creating the content after starting creating uh, these contents we stop ourselves at around 4 to 5 hits per season we don't go more than that when i was playing as a not an informed manager when i was not on twitter fpl fpl twitter i used to take approximately 10 to 15 hits every season and it seemed very normal for me mm. but now after making all this content after realizing after you know getting to know the game better i realized and we also decided as a group that we don't have to take more than 4 to 5 hits yes when necessary when it it's impossible to avoid an hit you have to take an hit but when it's avoidable just avoid just have patience let that player be and it it has worked wonders because and i'll just give you an example uh there was i think uh, four game weeks ago there was an instance when sala was playing a bottom 16 and i think sheffield united and everyone captain sala that game week sala blanked the next game week sala was playing newcastle at home and newcastle had been absolute trash at you know playing away games it was a logical decision to captain sala against a team that have been so poor away 
in away games but because sala blanked in sheffield united game more and more people removed him from captaincy the captain haland and other players some players uh, some managers also removed him from the team and then sala got the 16 pointer against newcastle so it's the patience that pays off more often than not and if you have patience you will avoid taking hits you will give, give players more time now like bowen has blanked two game weeks in a row now he's playing united this game week there are a lot of managers that we have already seen they are moving uh, bowen out they are bringing in maybe a madison or maybe a richarlison or kdb i personally wanted to you know move bowen out as well but then i i think that united have been so leaky that i i need to not take a hit and give bowen one more week just because united have been so poor in defense and i'll i'll not be taking a hit i'll be giving bowen one more chance so that's something that i learned after creating content and after you know because the four of us interact so much amongst each other as well that we even if like i haven't you know the finger on uh, on the transfer and i'm going i'm going to make you know uh, i'm going to take a hit other people the other three person will people will come in and they will be like no akash don't take a hit just have patience just slow down just slow down so i think yeah that helps a lot and um, yeah like i said four to five hits per season is where we stop ourselves. So the the four or five times a season, roughly, that you you take the hit, under what conditions do you take the hit? Maybe if we have like 10 players that are playing in that game week, like we are going to have a big blank game week coming in 29. Now, if the teams that are playing in that game week aren't that good, like so now we have Burnley, Brentford, Spurs, and one more team that Arsenal. I think those four teams are going to play. It's confirmed that they are going to play in game week 29. But other eight games are not confirmed yet. Now for Arsenal, we already have the players. For Spurs, we already have the players. Burnley, Brentford, Brentford, we might bring in Tony. So we already have around six to seven players. Now, is it logical or is it a very good decision to take a free hit in that game week? Or is it logical to take a minus four in that game week, bring in two, three players that you want to bring in only for that game week, and then wildcard in the next game week and save on the free hit for a later part of the season? So we take decisions like that. We compare the two, you know, the two decisions or the two, yeah, the two decisions, like you can say, and and then we decide that is it logical to take a hit or is it logical to take maybe a free hit or some other thing? Mostly when we have like nine to ten players. Then we take a hit and then we bring in the extra player or something like that. Or maybe if we have moved earlier and are the player, maybe we have three to four players now that have been injured. So that's when we take uh, maybe hits again. That is, that's great. Love that. Just weighing up, um, well, knowing the value of the minus fours compared to um, the alternative, I suppose. So yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. So, Akash, just before we go on to the final two questions, um, let's get philosophical, shall we? What has FPL taught you about life? Taught me about life. Um, <laughs> patience. It has taught me a lot about Lovely patience. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you need to be patient about every decision that you take in your life as well. You can't take a decision and expect it to be... 100% successful like in the next day or in the next month. It will take time. Players take time. Decisions in the life also take time. You need to give everything 
particular time and then it will pure so patience is one and then uh, what other thing has it taught me the other thing that it taught me is that you need to believe or trust your gut the most you can be informed about everything but it will give you the most highest satisfaction or highest happiness if you have done something on your own gut or on your own instinct so these are the two takeaways that i take from fpl and i think it it helps in life as well that what maybe whatever i personally want to do i do that and that will give me the most happiness brilliant thank you very much um akash so we're going to the second we are going to into we are going into the final two questions. So, um, yeah, thanks once again for joining me. That's been an amazing conversation. I've really had a good time. Uh, so the first question is, what is your favourite FPL moment of all time? What is your champagne moment? So I have two moments that I have really enjoyed. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. The first one that I have is the... Kevin De Bruyne triple captain game week uh, double game week 36 in last to last season he scored five goals uh, against wolves i think four goals against wolves and uh, yeah that was the decision that i took people had uh, triple captain sala in that game week i went with kdb and gave me a 30 pointer i think that game week so so yeah i i came back with 90 points from kdb that game week and it was a hooray moment for uh, the FPL boy as well because we had recommended captaining KDB over Salah that game week. So we, uh, it's, it's funny because we gained like around 2,000 to 3,000 followers just because of that one move. Like people started coming and uh, following us because of just this, that one move. Then the other hooray moment for me was uh, last season, game week 9, when... Uh, there was a decision to be made between Madison, who was uh, at Leicester City at that time, and uh, between Haaland, I think. And Haaland, both were having a double game week. And uh, because there was, I think, some cancellation at the early part of the season. And Haaland absolutely destroyed us. He got around 16 points uh, or 17, uh, I think 18 points in the two games. And... Uh, Madison in the first game, he returned only 5 points, I think. So we were 13 points trailing and Madison was... Leicester City's game was the last game in that game week. So our ranks had gone from like 500k to 2 million because we didn't captain Haaland. Everyone had captain Haaland and Madison was left. And then Madison scored 2 goals and 1 assist and we came back from 2 million to top 200k just because of we had captain madison so i got i've got a printout and i think it's in the drawing room uh, i've got a printout of that madison hall and the kdb hall and i've placed it and i'll, I'll save these moments for the rest of my life the yeah. best <laughs> so when you're when you're having a bad day and everything's yeah, going against you you just look at the two <laughs> absolutely I, I just grab a beer i sit in front of you know, KDB and Madison, I'm like, yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good manager. I take good decisions. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that mental image of you just in a rocking chair with a beer, just looking, just, yeah, just looking contemplating that. That's yeah, amazing. 
Superb. Thank you very much. Okay, so to take us home, Akash, um, what is the best piece of FPL advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice, again, it, Pranil, I love Pranil, and you must have got a sense about that as well, because he was the first manager that I started following, and I relate to his playing style as well. He's very aggressive in all the decisions that he takes. Pranil is late riser on FPL Twitter, on X. And yeah, he told me that, and I, I have mentioned this in the uh, in the recording already before, that always trust your own instinct, always go by what your gut says, because more often than not, your gut is always right. And that's what I preach, that's, all, that's what the FPL boys preach as well. Always trust your own instinct, always the last decision has to be yours. Don't depend on any other person. You will feel bad, you'll get hurt, and you don't want that to happen. Just go with whatever you feel like, whatever. Obviously, just get in all the information, learn about everything, but the last, the final decision of making that transfer has to be yours. So That's, so yeah. um, that's a brilliant way to end. Um, so thank you very much, Akash. It's, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been really nice interacting with you.